Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to create a sales funnel for your blogging business. If you're building a business, chances are you want to make some money. No, 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 forget that. You better be making some money or working towards doing so. And setting up a sales funnel is a great way to optimize this process, getting people from your free stuff all the way to your high-priced paid stuff. But if you do this wrong, it's just not going to happen. And if you don't think this through fully, you're just missing out. You don't want to do that. So I'm going to walk you through some steps that I think you should take if you want to set up a sales funnel that will actually make you money. Sales funnels, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm excited about this concept because this is something that I've been actively working on. And um, it's something that I'm constantly actually working on tweaking. There's a lot of tweaking that I'm doing right now. And I want to share with you um, what I'm doing, how at least the process that I um, go through when trying to figure this thing out and the process that I think would be very beneficial for you to go through. So let's actually just dive right into the content. First, first of all, what is a sales funnel? Um, we need to answer that question. So I want you to think about a funnel. And when you think about a, a, a funnel, you think about this device. It's kind of broad at one end, um, so it can let a lot of stuff in at that end. And as you go to the other end, it gets narrower and narrower. Uh, and what that does is, is it really allows you to, to, to channel whatever it is you're trying to get into. Like you have a small opening and you're trying to get s- stuff into that small opening. You get a funnel so you can dump it in on one end and it gets channeled down into that small opening. Now, the concept of a sales funnel is pretty much similar to that. So it's kind of like a, a visual representation of the fact that in this process, in this sales process, we have multiple steps, and it gives you the idea and the understanding that at one end of the funnel, you have a larger amount taking the first step, and then as you go to the next step and the next step, you get less and less people going to those steps, right? So so that's the concept of a sales funnel. You're going to have a, a, sign, a, a greater amount of people signing up for your free stuff, less going for your first paid item, less going to your even higher price paid item, and so on and so forth. Now, the question is, why is this so significant? Why is this so important? Well, just, just think about this, right? Let's say we're at the top of a building, and I tell you to just jump off. Most likely, <laughs> if you have any sense, most likely you're going to say no. I, I hope you're going to say no. Um, because that's just a huge 
jump. It's a huge step and you don't want to do that. But if I ask you to walk down the steps, then you're going to be more likely to do it, right? Because each step is much more attainable in your mind. It makes more sense than jumping off this huge thing. Now, if you have someone that comes to your blog, they don't know anything about you, and all of a sudden you tell them, hey, I have this $2,000 course, buy it. Well, quite frankly, they're more, like, more than likely to say no. So this funnel process... It basically increases the chances of people actually purchasing your stuff by letting a lot of, of well, a larger amount come in in a very easy way and, and kind of nurturing this relationship and nurturing them through this process where a certain percentage of those free individuals will sign up for the next step and then a certain percentage of those are going to go to the next step and so on and so forth. Don't ask people to just jump off a building because most likely they're not gonna do it. Does that make sense? I hope you're, you're nodding right now. Nod right now, wherever you are, and say, yes, Leslie, it makes sense. Sweet. So let's talk about how to set this, this sales funnel in place. The first thing I want you to do, and it seems like most of my, the stuff I teach starts here, but I want you to start with your ideal target person. Who is he? Who is she? What should he or she have accomplished by the end of of your sales funnel? What is the thing that they're really trying to accomplish? What are their goals? And what will that person want and even need to accomplish his or her goals? Okay, so who is that person? What, what, are, what, what is his or her goals? And what will he or she need or even want to accomplish those goals? And then lastly, what can you create to meet those wants and those needs? So I hope that makes sense. You want to start with that ideal target person because that's the person you're trying to help. That's the person you're trying to get through this sales funnel. Now, as we talk about this, there are some terms that I want you to be aware of. Um, I want you to be very familiar with this. I want this to make a lot of sense. Um, it's actually something in, in the Become a Blogger University, a number of the members have asked, and we've, we've revisited this concept just to make sure that people understand it. There, there are certain pages that you're going to need, and I want to define some of these things. The first thing I want to define is a landing page. What is a landing page? A landing page, put simply, <laughs> is a page that you land on. All right, so someone clicks on a link. Maybe they see a link on Facebook. They see a link on Twitter, on your profile, or whatever the case might be, and they go from somewhere, wherever they are, and they come and they get to your blog or your website. They land on a page. A landing page is kind of a generic term for the page that someone lands on. This can be a sales page. It can be a squeeze page. Quite frankly, it can even be your blog home page. That's the page that they are landing on. It's the landing page. Okay, so we have that out of the way. The next thing will be a squeeze page. What is a squeeze page? Well, a squeeze page is a landing page, one that they land on, that has one specific purpose. And that purpose is to obtain email addresses, okay? The, the way you could remember this is a squeeze page, its main goal is to squeeze that email out of you, <laughs> all right? So that's how you can remember it. Squeezing that email out of you, that is a squeeze page. That's the next one. And the last one I want you to be very familiar with, and you probably are, is a sales page, a sales page is a landing page with one purpose once more, and that one purpose is to make a sale. Okay, so people come there and hopefully 
they're going to buy. A certain percentage of the people will buy if you do things the right way. Okay, so we have those terms, and as I use those those terms throughout this um, episode, you know exactly um, what I'm talking to. And, and just once again, this is episode 188. I guess I didn't say that in the beginning, but this is episode 188. So if you want to get the show notes for this episode, go to becomeablogger.com slash episode 188. Anything that I mention, any resources or anything like that will be included in the show notes. So you don't have to frantically be taking notes right now as you're driving in your car or whatever you're doing or running down the park or, or just climbing a mountain, whatever it is you're doing. Okay, so let's talk about the steps. So steps in setting up this funnel. The first thing I want you to do, and I've spoken about this in previous episodes, is I want you to create a free resource. This is your lead magnet. And the reason we call it a lead magnet is because what does a magnet do? Well, a magnet kind of attracts something, right? It pull something. And in this case, it's pulling leads, people that are coming into your sales funnel. Okay. So you're going to create a free resource and you're going to have them opt in to get it. So they're basically giving you their email address. You can have them give you their name and email address if you want, Um, but they are signing up with that email address to give, uh, to get access to whatever it is that resource is. That was a, I said is twice in that sentence, but you get the point. All right. So you want to have them opt in to get it. Um, now, I just recently, I think it, it was just last week, did a webinar with Tim Page from Lead Pages. And what's interesting is that they have a lot of data that says when it comes to this free resource, and this is actually good news, when it comes to this free resource, this free resource, the simpler, the better. Something as simple as a top five resource list. For example, the top five tools I use to build my blog or for my biology blog, it could be something like the top five biology study guides, top five, whatever, top three, top 10, whatever the case may be. That's something that you can put together as a one page PDF or a two page. PDF or whatever the case might be. It doesn't have to be very complicated. This works and it's a great way to start. So you create that free resource. You have people sign up to get access to it, right? Then um, I just want to mention that you can choose to do something more complex. Um, For example, I have my free videos to help you build a blog and there's a series of videos and I'm actually redoing it to make uh, my opt-in process, my funnel a bit more simple on the front end and I'm still working through those details. I'll be sharing more about that with you as we we go on, not in this episode, but in later episodes. Um, So you can choose to do something more complex, but it really does not have to be. The key thing here for me is just test it and see what works. Start with something simple. You want to, if you want to try to modify it and see if that works better, then do that because you know what? It's all going to depend on your target audience, your ideal target person. Okay. So you've created that free resource. Um, The next thing is to let people know about that resource. Um, You can set up a squeeze page. um, uh, And we know what a squeeze page is now, right? Um, And if you set up a squeeze page, you can do something like I do. You know, at the end of this episode, at the end of my podcast episodes, I usually say, hey, if you want to learn how to get your blog up and running fast so that you can create content, inspire others, and change the world, you can go to freebloggingvideos.com. So you can consider doing something like that where you set up a domain redirect. All right, You purchase your domain from a place like Namecheap and you have that redirected to the squeeze page on your blog. When you go to freebloggingvideos.com, for example, it'll take you to becomeablogger.com slash free videos. I think that's the URL. 
Anyhow, so you can set up a squeeze page, um, and then you want to add opt-in forms to your blog. These are forms that people can just fill in and then get access to the stuff that they are signing up for. Now, how do I do this? Personally, I use lead pages. You don't have to use lead pages, but lead pages, it just makes it easy to create squeeze pages, um, lead boxes so that you can click on something and a, a, a box pops up and that they can put in their name and email address and all that stuff. But you don't have to. It costs additional it's an additional cost and it makes my life easy but you can do something as simple as just creating a page on your blog removing all the excess the 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 unnecessary distractions and just focusing on that opt-in give them just the right amount of information that they need to know about how this resource is going to benefit them and have them sign up get your opt-in form from get response or whatever email service provider not email service provider but email marketing service that you're using and just put that form on that page. Very simple. Have them focus on that opt-in and get them to sign up. Okay, so this is the first thing you want to do. You want to have this free resource. You want to have a way for people to sign up to get access to that free resource. Now that we have that done, now that we've worked on that, we've streamlined that a little bit, let's move on to the next step. And the next step is to actually create a product or provide a service. So this can be something as simple as writing an ebook. Okay, you create an ebook, you do it in Microsoft Word on a PC or um, a Pages if you're using a Mac, and you put together this valuable content as an ebook, you export it as a PDF, and you now have something for sale. Or it can be something like an e-course, a video course, an audio course, or even a text course. One of the best courses that I've ever been through is actually, it doesn't have any videos, it doesn't have any audio, it's just a bunch of, basically a bunch of articles. But the value was awesome. I mean, it, it, it really did transform a lot that I do in my business. So it can be an audio, it can be text, it can be video, whatever the case might be. Create that product. Or you can provide a service. That service can be coaching. It can be um, website setup. It can be uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever, ser- plumbing, whatever. Whatever service you provide, you can have that and you want to make sure that you, you know what that is and you know what you're trying to get them to. This is something that's going to help your ideal target person. Okay, so we've created that product we've, or we have that service that we're going to pre- provide. The next thing we want to do is create a follow-up sequence with the purpose of delivering value, number one, and selling them on your product or service. So your, your free resource should be the perfect lead in to your paid resource. So you have this free guide, but the content that that is uh, delivering on is the ideal um, transition into your paid product. I I was going to say paid product. Well, you could pray over the product if you want. But your paid product or resource or, or, or service that you're providing. Now, there are different ways to do this, okay? And I've seen them all. I'm not saying that one is more effective than another. One is going to be more effective than the other for you. But I want you to understand these three concepts. And concept number one, when someone first signs up, right, Um, this is the idea. That's when they are the hottest kind of lead. 
That's when their interest, their curiosity is is right there. They want to know more about this content. And it makes a lot of sense to just strike while the iron is hot. So in this concept, people are going to try to get the purchase as soon as the opt-in is done, even as soon as the thank you page. So someone signs up for your free resource, and when they sign up, they get redirected to a thank you page. That's a different type of um, landing page. They get redirected to your thank you page, and you provide them with the offer. You offer them something special. Um, they can get access to your, your course. It's normally $97, but you're going to do it at $47 for taking action immediately. So here's the pro, here's the, the benefit to doing this. You're striking while the fire is hot. Um, the con to this is it can really turn some people off because they don't really know you. They don't really trust you as yet. And here you are offering something and they can actually just, you know, decide, hey, I'm just going to turn away. This isn't for me. This person doesn't know me and they're just trying to sell me stuff. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this model. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And it's something that you can test having the offer right after sign up. See how it works for you. Concept number two. You nurture the relationship first. So this is the concept where you give, 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 and then you ask. Or like Gary Vaynerchuk likes to say, you jab, 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 and then you give the right hook. <laughs> so here's the pro for this. If you get to know, if, if they get to know, like, and trust you, they're going to be more likely to buy. It makes sense. If I know you, I like you, I trust you, you recommend something, I think you're an expert, um, I am going to be more likely to buy. The negative side, the downside to it or the con is that you will lose some people who don't stick around to get through the entire process. All right. So it has a benefits. It has its costs. It has its positives. It has its negatives. Um, but the concept is you nurture the relationship first. You give, give, give. And then you ask. Now, in this nurturing of the relationship, and we're talking about the follow-up sequence, the emails that you're going to be sending them through, there are some things that you want to address. I'm, I'm, a, I'm talking about a lot of stuff in this episode, but I hope you get a ton of value from it. Number one, you want to address where they are. You want to show them that you understand where they are. You want to show them that you, number two, understand what the problem is. But you can't just stop there. You want to give them some action steps that they can take and get results. Show them that you know your stuff. If, you, if you're struggling with this and you do this, the result will be this. And if they take action on it and they get the results, they're going to trust you even more. And then ultimately, you're going to be offering them a more advanced solution. You're going to show them that you have more that can help them to accomplish their goals. Okay, so this is the give, 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 ask where you nurture the relationship first and then you um, provide the opportunity for them to make a purchase. Concept number three is what I call the hybrid model. And in this hybrid model, you're going to combine number one and number two. So someone signs up and they get an offer immediately. And those who don't buy, they go through the follow-up process. And as they go through the follow-up process, you're nurturing that relationship. You're giving, 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 and then you're asking. And in some ways, you can kind of look at this as the best of both worlds. Whether you choose concept number one, concept number two, or concept number three, it's up to you. You can try one. 
one and then try another and see what works best for you. Now, with this hybrid model, I think it's, it's a very interesting model where you sell immediately and those who don't buy go through the follow-up process. This is something that you'd have to set up in your autoresponder, um, in your, your email marketing service. And you can actually make it so that if they sign up to your free list and they purchase immediately, they get taken off that free list so that they don't have to go through that sequence. They don't have to be annoyed by your sales message, um, especially because they already purchased. Okay? So that's that. All right. Um, So choose the one you resonate with most and then run with it and then test and tweak and modify and do what you need to do to make this an even more streamlined process. All right, now let's talk about the next thing that you're gonna need. You wanna create your sales page. We know what that is now, and you have different options for that. You can do something like a very simple video page. This is what I used when I was launching the, the Become a Blogger University, the beta launch. I just basically had a video, and I had a buy button right below that video. That's something that you can do. Um, you can do a more expanded page. You can, it, it can even be long form with lots of copies so or lots of text on the page with testimonials, case studies, and all these different types of things to overcome the concerns and objections that your ideal target person may have and ultimately get the purchase from that individual. Okay, so I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about how to create a sales page. I'm actually going to do that in a later episode, so I'm excited about that. There's a lot that we can say about what it takes to, to create an effective sales page. So the funnel is they sign up for your free product and they go through a process. This is a very simple process um, to purchase your product. That's a simple funnel. Some sign up for free. A percentage of them make a purchase. I want to give you some tips to maximize this process. Um, Tip number one, you can consider having a low price entry level product that then leads into a higher price product. So the low price uh, product can be an ebook. It can be a simple e-course. Whatever it is, you can create that product and sell it at a lower price. Then you want to fine tune this first. Fine tune the process of people going from free to paid, test out different email sequences or whatever. Just try to see how you can make this process as good as possible. Make it easy for people to buy and then over deliver on the value. If they purchase this this, this, this low price product, it might be for $27. If you give them $97 worth of value or even $47 worth of value, they're going to say, you know what, that was worth it. And when they see that you have a higher price product, they're going to be more likely to purchase it. Okay, so the next um, tip is have a higher price product. And this can be a more advanced course. This is something, this can be something that maybe it involves a little more of your time, depending on the price. If it involves more of your time, then you can charge significantly higher. Okay, the next tip is this. As you're creating this sales funnel, start at the very beginning and fine-tune that step and then move on to the next. Know that it won't be perfect, but make sure that it's relatively optimized before you move on to the next one. And if you do this from the beginning, it's going to make a huge difference. So this more advanced funnel looks like this. They sign up for your free free, um, resource. 
a certain percentage purchase your low price product, and then a certain percentage you're going to purchase your higher price product, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can have an even higher price product if you want, and a higher one after that. Now, let's say I want to give you some specific numbers. Let's say, for example, 5% of the people that sign up for your free product will purchase your low price product, and a fifth of those, so 20% of those will th- that purchase the low product will purchase the next level. We're going to do a little bit of math here, but I've done the math for you. So at the low end, let's say you get 100 signups for free. Five of those people will purchase at $27. That gives you $135. And let's say you have a higher price product at $97 and one purchase person purchases that. That gives you a total of $232. So you got 100 people to sign up for your free stuff, and of that, you made $232. If you have 1,000 people sign up, you made $2,320. Now, here's the advanced tip that I'm going through a lot here. The advanced tip is that now you know that each subscriber is worth $2.32. And since you know that now... Because you've been tracking these details, you can't afford to spend $2.31 to get a lead and still make a profit. <laughs> All right? So whether it's Facebook ads or um, Google ads, AdWords, or whatever the case might be, there are other factors that go into this, but you get the point. Knowing what your, your, your subscribers are worth gives you data that you can use to purchase leads. Another example. Let's say 100 people sign up, five people sign up at your low price, and let's say your low price is $97 because in your industry, you can charge that amount. That gives you $485. And let's say one signs up at $197. You just made a total of $682, meaning that each lead is worth $6.82. This is extremely powerful info, and knowing this can make the world of difference in your business. That's it. That's creating your sales funnel. I'm not going to recap it because my wife is waiting to go to school and I got to take care of my son. But I just, I hope you got a lot of value from it. That's a lot of information and I want you to take it, take action. Let me know what you're going to do and let me know what you've done. Come and show me episode 188, becomeablogger.com slash episode 188. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would appreciate it if you could hop on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. Helps me to get additional visibility over there so that I can help other people create a blog so that they can change the world with their blogs while building online businesses. And if you're trying to get your blog started, where you can create content, inspire others, and change the world, head on over to my free blogging course at freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and most of all, how you can take action and do the same. So that's freebloggingvideos.com. It's free, actionable, and awesome. That's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two.